Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ron Paul Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. And uh, we want to talk about uh, a subject we visited very much in the past, and that had to do with uh, passports, especially, you know, the vaccine passports. And, you know, bad ideas never seem to die. Uh, there's people who are determined. You know, they tried to really work this hard in the European Union, and they had a lot of people sign up, but basically nobody was saying, boy, this is perfect, we can control everybody, and everybody wants to be like us. Matter of fact, they were having trouble, so they, look at it, they were looking for some help to really get this off, because it, they're determined, the globalists want it, because how do you, can you keep track of people around the world unless you don't have uh, this cooperation? So uh, the globalists marched in. So where did they go to get some help and cooperation? To the World Health Organization. Mm -hmm. And they did such a fine job in giving advice about COVID and the lockdown, about personal liberty. But they always had these special goals to help the people, take care of the people. So they're working together now. Now, the, here's a statement from an article put up by uh, Zero Hedge I found this morning. The World Health Organization, who said it will take up the European Union's digital COVID-19 vaccine passport framework as part of a new global network of digital health certificates. So, uh, you know, they don't, they don't call it, uh, you know, uh, vaccine, uh, uh, vaccine and, and passports and this sort of thing is a digital health certificate. Sounds good. And they have a, a lot of glowing things, how, the advantages of having world government and a world organization to make sure they know everybody is, has the equal benefit to their great wisdom and that they will be able to protect their health and have access to health, all these wonderful things. But Chris, you know, quite frankly, um, I don't know how anybody could be too optimistic about this. Uh, people should be concerned. There's no doubt about it. There's still a lot of people. But uh, if you look at the statistics, maybe, uh, maybe there's more resistance than they realize. And maybe there's more resistance than uh, so many people suffered for going through the lockdowns, you know, with, with COVID. So the one, the one lesson here I think that we should uh, emphasize is the fact that uh, they're not going to give up no matter how much failure there is, no matter how much failure there was for lockdown, they just didn't do it right. We didn't have the right people doing it. And we need to be authoritarian. We need to force them to do it if, if they're not smart enough to do it at our suggestion. So I think, uh, Chris, this subject is not going to go away, but hopefully we can contribute to warning the people to beware and build resistance uh, to these plans, not only whether it's the United States, uh, whether it's the European Union, whether it's the United Nations or WHO or whatever, it'll come in all formats. And then we also have to worry about wokeism with the use of uh, government pressure on corporations and having people go along with these plans, not so much because, oh yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Uh, this sounds like it'll be very good for the world, world health. Uh, and they might be going, going there out of coercion and force. So uh, we have to try to keep our eye on the ball and the eye on the ball. Is it enhancing our liberty and our safety? 
or is it doing the opposite? If it's doing the opposite, we should caution the people to be very careful. Chris. That's right, Dr. Paul. And you know, the fact that the World Health Organization has the nerve to even mention the words vaccine passport, you know, it's astonishing. But like you said, not surprising. Failure never deters people that uh, are interested in power. And uh, you know, but they must think that this is uh, 2019. Back then, they had, you know, they had the media, they had the social media, the whole thing was churning, churning, churning until the truth finally came out. And, you know, the window of trust has closed on them and their vaccines and all of it. You know, and, and people back then, uh, you know, many were naive, but many also had no reason not to trust the authorities in that situation. There was no precedent. Uh, but, you know, you, they, you, they trusted the wrong people, unfortunately. And, and as a result, there are so many people that will never again get another vaccine, no matter what the conditions, and especially if the government recommends it. And they're also, you know, I see headlines with kids that they're now questioning that, you know, what, uh, so they ruined their credibility, the doctors, the scientists, the so-called experts, the media, and to, to now try to talk about vaccine passports, you know, they, it makes them look very foolish. But, you know, there was no, not very much accountability. So from their perspective, you know, why not? They need something to do over there. They really should, uh, you know, be close up shop and go get real jobs that actually serve people. But they, I guess they need something to do. So why not just, uh, you know, reignite this terrible idea of vaccine passport tyranny? Fortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the cost was great, but they lost all trust. Yes, and I think you're absolutely right about that. They're bold when they start talking about this vaccine passport. And in this article is a quote, uh, coming uh, from the Europeans and they said as part of this new joint venture Europe's existing framework of digital vaccine passports will serve as the first building block of a global network of digital health products that's that's pretty bold and pretty broad but uh, it's it's part of the intimidation and scaring people. People are calmed down now. So what I fear, uh, because they're capable of never giving up, uh, they might not have exactly COVID again, but they might have something else worse to get scared about because they have to put fear into the hearts of so many people uh, to go to go along with this. And this is something that has been existing for a long time. And they claim that, uh, you know, it's an important thing. They want to really uh, serve the interests. So they have to brag about all the good things that they're going to do. And what, one of the arguments they use is everybody needs access. You have to have it. And people are dumb. Medical professions don't know how to practice medicine. And even local governments can't handle this. People travel, so everybody has to have access, and that's how we need to have control. And so diseases can spread, and information uh, needs to be disseminated by government because there'll be false information, and they have to be canceled if they're telling the truth. That is actually what they're doing when it's false, according to their efforts. And uh, if you're going to... Uh, uh, have access to it. You have to have the medical care delivered. How, how do you do it if you just identify? Not you need a World Health Organization, you know, to come together and make sure everybody is healthy. And mm -hmm. I keep thinking, 
You know, if you have uh, one individual that claims he has knowledge about what is right and nobody else knows what's going on, if they get involved, like a Dr. Fauci got pretty much involved, just think of the damage they do. One person. If people say, oh, well, we can't let it up to the individual to make a decision on his health care and whether he wants to go holistic or, or, or so go out or go find their own physician, this sort of thing. They have to assume that the government has to tell them. And, you know, then if a individual in a free market in medicine or whatever makes a mistake they they could be hurt but it might be a motive to be careful and sort out the truth from their fiction and uh and, and their their big pitch is just think of how these diseases spread we got to do it you can't just tell people you know it maybe maybe they see some shortcomings in the, on their lockdown just stay in your house so they want something else they want to be able to have another excuse and they will always devise and say that there's a threat out there but that uh, chris i think that's where they've really weakened and uh, i i think that's why they've they've backed off and they're they're not trusting the government as much as before and some mm. of that we should see is good news it is good news and yeah uh, one thing that i would recommend for people is always be aware of the globalists and what their schemes are and try to understand it the best you can but i wouldn't fear it so much you know there are a lot of peer people that are just terrified but you know the un the who these organ they don't have armies they don't have taxing power you know nobody has to listen to them countries pay a lot of lip service to them, especially when it comes to climate. Oh, yeah, 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 zero this, zero that. And then they go back to their normal lives. The heck with that nonsense. So nobody has to listen to them. But, you know, media and the way things are portrayed to you, it's, it could make it look scary, like this big, all these walls are closing in. But it's not so easy, you know. Uh, even imposing things just in this country. I mean, look at what, what Ron DeSantis did in Florida. He threw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. Even if everybody else was doing the same thing, he said, look at Florida. We don't have masks down here. We don't have all these mandates. Kids are going to school. And everybody saw it, and it just ruined the whole thing. So it only takes a few courageous people, and they always pop up somewhere, you don't know where, to just throw everything off. And, and it ultimately, at the end, comes down to you. You don't have to listen to them. They, you know, there are plenty of people, no matter the mandates getting fired from the jobs, they resisted getting the jabs. So their ultimate sovereignty comes down to themselves. And the further away you get from yourself, the less control you have. And, the, and when you go global, they have virtually none. It's just a very big, they have very good PR. And, uh, you know, but, you know, just understanding them and avoiding them the best you can is the, is the best thing to do, not to fear them. Chris, I think your best point there is it, don't overdo the fear, you know, be on, on the defense. But that's going to be around. What, what we have to do is know how to handle the propaganda that comes because that's, that's the motivation. They do it in foreign policy. You know, if we don't do this, if, if we don't go and save uh, Ukraine, you know, the Russians will be on our doorstep. That sort of thing. Scare them to death so that the people go along with it. And the other thing is, and they, they did it with COVID, if you aren't participating, you're a very bad person, you're unpatriotic, and you could lose your job, and that, that sort of thing. So they, they use 
used certain things uh, that can intimidate. So when they do that, people say, well, if I could lose my job, this is a big deal. They might not even believe it. They might even understand the fear thing, but they also, you know, do weigh the pros and cons. And some people, uh, you, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, will, will be frightened to death to do it. That's why when somebody comes along uh, and, and all of a sudden stands up to them, when everybody else is telling them what they have to do, and even people who sacrifice, like the uh, tennis player, what, what he has done, and he stood up for it. I mean, he's heroic by, by standing up to it, and uh, it, gives, it gives other people the courage. But uh, they will continue to do this, and uh, the fear factor will be there, and they will keep trying to scare people, and they have to go along, and they scare them when it becomes an economic thing. Social media participates in it. The corporations generally participate in it. The pharmaceutical companies participate in it. Our professors participate in mm -hmm. it. And one of the most annoying part is when the leadership in the so-called medical community, the AMA and others, they participate in it too. And uh, that makes it pretty tough for the average person to say, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but look, everybody's saying, get scared, be, be scared, do something about it because the, the world's coming to an end. And uh, so it's, it's back to this whole thing, people who don't believe in truth and the people who that do, they compete. The people who want to tell the truth are the, are the villains and they can get punished by it and they can get canceled and the social media is a powerful weapon. So people need to understand that whole picture in order to handle the emotions and realizing that the solution to this is not complicated. Just understand what the principles of liberty are all about and they should come around to our position of dealing with problems like this on a freedom philosophy. Excellent, Dr. Paul. Yeah, I'll close up my final comments. Uh, bad ideas are a dime a dozen. In fact, that's what Washington, D.C. specializes in. They print money and they come up with one terrible idea after another. And, uh, you know, whenever you hear a person, even in your, you know, your own life, you know, start a sentence with, everyone should get or everyone should have to realize that they really don't know what they're talking about. And Washington does this on a daily basis right now. Everyone should have to. You know, and it just does not work that way. Life is not that way. We are all human beings, yes, but we're individual human beings with our own values, the all, our own environments, local environments, our own local situations, our own financial condition, our own, you know, it's, we're all so different. And one tiny change that happens and everybody adapts. People evade. They, they do whatever they can to make sure that they, they themselves and their families are taken care of. And nobody can anticipate outside how everything is going to work for 7 billion people. You know, these globalists are talking about 7 billion people. And the idea itself that there's going to be this one organization is also contrary to human nature. You know, part of our life is people fight. They, there's conflict constantly. So to think that there's going to be one organization that's going to dictate to the world, that, 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 uh, and that uh, the belief is that everybody else is just going to go on with it. No, there's going to be constant conflict. Same way it is within the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. There's conflict within those parties. They hate each other because they are the dictator and the other person shouldn't be. So this idea of globalism is very silly, but it's you know, very enticing for people that have a lot of money and nothing to do. 
And, uh, you know, so, but we have to, in our own personal lives, understand that this is how it works and just do our best to evade and keep the uh, spirit of liberty alive. You know, sometimes, uh, Chris, when I see all this and they're doing things, whether it's on the, this particular subject or anything else on lockdown, uh, you wonder why they're doing it. It so seems so strange and it's so harmful. And it seems even harmful for the corporations to participate. So why do they, why do, they do it? And I think there are some who have a deliberate goal, and that is to turn our whole society into some type of a fascist system. But when, when you know that the people who make the noise about fascism so much are the ones that are the most fascist, and that, that I think happens so often, like Antifa, you know, oh yeah, we're gonna go after them. We're gonna go after this fascist system. But I think it's what we're dealing with if we're not dealing with the, the purity of a communist system that the Soviets had, not that there wouldn't be some there that would want to go in that direction, but it's, it's, a, it's a combination of markets that become beneficial to corporations and they take over. And then there's corporatism, which means that it's a form of early, the early stages of uh, really fascism. And that, that I think is one thing that's coming about, but I also see some advantages here when and you see individuals like uh, uh, like RFK uh, Jr. You know, getting traction because he's shifting a bit, in my opinion, he's shifting a, a bit of, uh, from the pure liberal uh, socialistic uh, trends and talks about, you know, the corporations. He's always been good on corporations abuse, but he's beginning to talk more about, you know, pharmaceutical business people, big business with the military. So that's being exposed. I think more people have to see that. And I think it's, it's critical because that's where most of the lying is going on, on who are the good guys and who are the bad guys and who's telling, telling the truth. But that, I think, is a very, very important thing because right now uh, they, they have the attention of the major media outlets, but there's challenges there endlessly. So that's why I, I think that our message is so wonderful and so powerful that, uh, that, that it's so vital that the one, th the, the one thing on the bottom line of what we need to preserve is, is our right to speak out and not be punished for it, which is involved in the First Amendment. And that's what's being it being char uh, challenged right now. So many people are getting punished for speaking the truth. I see what we're going through right now as a challenge between nihilism where they say, why are you guys worrying about the truth? It doesn't exist. Nobody can objectively define truth. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about it. No, they, they actually believe that. So that is difficult. Now, the other side uh, generally almost always has to agree on a higher law, a natural law, something that's bigger than the politicians. And, and that, that is the contest that goes on. And right now, though, there's still a lot of nihilists out there claiming you guys don't know the truth. They, they cover it over. I keep thinking, when I listen to some of the politicians, they don't believe any of this, but they're saying words. But the thing of it is, I think after a while, the people wake up and say, I don't believe them. And that's why it's good to hear the story when they do a, when they do a poll and find out that 68% of the American people don't trust the government. 
I mean, not, that's not good that that happens, but it's good if the people, neg if it's true and the people have recognized it because that's the step of going in the right direction. But it, it is a battle, I think, between truth and the liars and the liars who think it's their religious duty in a religious sense that we uh, shouldn't have these people using, using morality to defend some of these principles and talking about a, uh, a natural law. So I think we're in the midst of this battle. We're going to hear about it because, quite frankly, it's been going on for thousands of years. Uh, so we have our ups and downs. Right now, we've had a hundred and some years of, of a loss of liberty and the concept and understanding of liberty. And right now, I think there is a true awakening of people becoming aware of what it is. But we have a long way to go to prevent the uh, building and the more controlled by the, those who uh, don't want to tell the truth, who represents the authoritarians and the people have to be taken care of. So if we have a, a little bit of problem with medicine, the United Nations and who will come to their rescue and make sure we have perfect medical care. Uh, that, 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 that attitude has to be changed and we will do our best to understand and pass out and spread the message of, 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 of liberty. Because I'm convinced if you want prosperity and peace, that's the way to go. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.